If you ask me, nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big, ripe, juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers. Except maybe body odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes, even those private parts. As a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, guys? Don't forget to sub to Patreon so that you can see the visuals. Because not only do we have episodes of the podcast, we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps, behind the scenes, photo shoots, and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year. So if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know, go over to our Patreon, www.dumblondunrated.com. Love ya. Is this thing on? Bonnie, who used to be a former sex worker and now hosts the podcast Dumb Blonde. Most little girls grow up wanting to be doctors and lawyers and shit. And I was like, I want to be super hot, make a lot of fucking money and be a rock star's wife. That was my goal as a child. And here we are. What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of Dumb Blonde. Today, I have an internet sensation. I don't know about that. You don't know? What, <laughs> I I think that you are an internet sensation. Thank like, you. Well, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> the reason why I... Oh, Taylor Austin died, by the way, guys. <laughs> Before we, you know, di- deep dive, uh, dive deep in. Um, I think you're an internet sensation because my husband pointed you out to me. He was like, I really like this girl. And I was like, yeah, she's cool. You know, I didn't really think anything of it because I had seen you on TikTok and stuff like that. And then when you dropped Bible Belt, 
I was like, oh, this girl is speaking my language. We're talking about <laughs> hookers and trying to get out of the industry and put our clothes on and all this stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. So I went down the, the wormhole and I was just like, oh my God, I love this girl. I have to get her on the podcast. Thank you. It was crazy because when I posted Bible Belt, um, I just like had so many people that were tagging him in the comments and everything. And I just never thought that he would see it or anything like that but you know I mean I get on TikTok and I use it just like scrolling through just like anybody else so I'm sure he does too but it was crazy to see like how everyone was tagging him and eventually he commented on it and yeah uh, and let me know so no he's a fan support yeah he's totally a fan and he 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 put me on to you so I have to thank my husband for that um so okay let's start from the beginning where are you from I'm from southeast Kentucky little town middle of nowhere called Boonville and it's got population like 111, I guess 110 now that I'm going. Um, the whole county's got like 4,700 in it. Closest Walmart's about an hour away, depending on where you live in town. So mm. no chain restaurants, no, you know, like we got a dollar store. That's yeah. it. We got one <laughs> stoplight and a dollar store. So very small town in eastern Kentucky. I'm from the city and I never knew what, like I knew what dollar generals were, but I didn't know the meaning really behind them of like how much the South really relies on those until I moved out here to Nashville. And I was like, holy shit, you guys really have like a thing for the dollar generals. Like I, <laughs> I didn't mean, know. if there's nothing else in a small town, there's probably going to be a Literally, dollar general somewhere. <laughs> it's like a town mascot, like yeah. just dollar general, the town mascot. So growing up in a small town, what is that like? Like, how, do you, are you thankful for growing up in a small town? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love where I come from. I mean, I grew up on a backer farm. My grandparents had a backer farm, and um, I stayed with them a lot. And, you know, we farmed everything, like corn, beans, tomatoes, potatoes. We canned everything. You know, yeah. it was really just that country life. And I'm super thankful that I got brought up like that. You know, it was go outside and play, take your cousin, you know, go up the creek, and we'd kill snakes and, Aww. you know, whatever. My papa had a wood shop, so we were always up there helping him and uh, it was just a good way to, I think, be brought up like that. And mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine anything else. I heard you say that you you were raised by your grandparents. Well, um, I, no, I live with my mom and dad, but mm -hmm. my mom and dad and my uncle had a gas station, like the only gas station in town. <laughs> and so they all three just ran it. And then I would stay with my grand, my nan and papa is what I called them mm -hmm. um, pretty much the whole time while they worked. And then they'd come and pick me up. So I spent the days on the tractor with my papa. Aw, I love that. That's like fine. storybook. <laughs> I love that so much. I, I'm always so thankful for people who have like cool childhoods because I did not have a cool childhood. So when I hear stories like this, I'm like, why can't I have something like that? Uh, it was cool, but also like <clears throat> no cell service up there, mm -hmm. no Wi-Fi. My grandparents never had cell phones up until they died, and no computers, anything like that. So, yeah. you know, when we all started to get older, it was like, oh, we're going up in the hauler. There ain't no service. You better get your last text out <laughs> at the head of the hauler before we go up in there, you know. That's amazing. So take me on this journey. You're growing up in a small town. Were you always into music? Oh, yeah. I, ever since before I could talk, I was just so, like, enamored by just any kind of any kind of music. My mom was a big ACDC fan, so she Rock always had me listening to that. Love her. She loved Hank Jr. So my first favorite song was a Hank Jr. song, and I, she said that I would literally just sit in my car seat and you know kick my legs back and forth when I would hear Kalijah, which is like my all-time favorite song, Aww. by the way. Um, so even before I could talk, I knew I loved it, and then eventually when I turned five and went into kindergarten, I had like horrible social anxiety. Like I was connected to my mom's hip. 
And um, I cried every day in school until about lunchtime. And finally, I found um, a guy that was teaching music at the school, and he came and pulled me out of class and would give me a lesson. So that kind of gave me a reason to want to go to school every day. So I credit that, you know, just always being interested in it. So I stuck with it obviously up until now do you still battle with social anxiety oh yeah i got on some new meds though so i'm feeling pretty good right now i I love that you're very open about it because um you know a lot of people hide it and i'm very vocal about i have severe anxiety i literally have panic attacks all the time so to hear that you were suffering from that as a child is huge because there could be people who are dealing with their children going through it and you know for you to talk about it just probably creates like a safe space for everybody and music was my outlet I mean I I truly struggled hard you know for years going to school and then when I finally found that I could go and I could have my lesson during the day it gave me that thing to look forward to and um, even I I got put on anxiety medicine in high school Mm -hmm. and you know I've been on it ever since on and off Um, so it's just something I've always struggled with but you know, a lot of people think that because I'm on stage and I see a lot of people and I meet a lot of people that that's not what gives me the anxiety. Right. That's what that's what brings me down from it. Like mm. that's my happy place and my safe place from it. So, Aww, yeah, I love that. so you started, you know, doing music at a young age. You're in high school. When did you decide that, hey, this is what I want to pursue as my passion and just go for it? I never really had a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Um Ever since I started playing, I, I took started taking fiddle lessons when I was five, and then I picked up mandolin, guitar, piano. Just you know, I, I always knew that I wanted to. And even when I was like twelve years old, I had a band, and we would go around and play at all these little festivals and fairs, you know, in Eastern Kentucky and all over Kentucky actually. Aww. And so I just always wanted to do that. I always, I always said I wanted to be a rock star. If mm-hmm. anyone asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And um, so I went, actually was a first year college student and went and graduated with a music degree. So here we are now in Nashville, you know, all these years later, just still chasing it. So your life has pretty much revolved around music. I mean, to even just go to college and your degree is in music, that just shows that you have such a passion for that. I think I read somewhere that you did American Idol when you were 15. Take, Take me on that journey. Oh gosh. So the first, the first year they lowered the age. Um, so it used to always be 16 and then they lowered it to 15. And that first year they lowered, it was the year I turned 15. So Mm -hmm. I begged my mom and dad to take me down to New Orleans. And on the way down to New Orleans, we hit a deer in Kentucky, totaled my mom's car. Oh my goodness. It was horrible. So we go back, change vehicles. We borrowed someone's vehicle because we didn't have one that could make it down to New Orleans. <laughs> so we borrowed a vehicle and drove down What great down parents, there. though. I just want to interject. What great parents that they were like, no, we're getting yeah. to this audition. <laughs> yeah. We're not playing around. <laughs> it was very sad. I was kind of traumatized from that because the deer was all kind of still alive. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that. Um, so anyway, we go down there, audition, and... I sang Gunpowder and Lead by Miranda Lambert, Aww. and I did the cattle call, like the big one where it's just the stadium, there's 20,000 people in there, and they would make you step forward, sing, and if, that five at a time, and they would just cut your bracelet and tell you to go home if you didn't make it, and it was right. kind of like nerve-wracking, so I'd never done anything like that before, and eventually I got down there, and I made it through like the first three rounds, which like you don't see on TV, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, here's the celebrities, and yeah, I didn't even see the celebrities till months after the audition pro- uh, process, um, but it was interesting. You know, I I that was my first foray into like um, reality TV, and I didn't, I was naive, I guess, and I didn't realize that nothing is as it seems. Reality you know? is not reality. So eventually, when I got to the celebrity judges and audition, J Lo was one of the judges at that time. She said I was sexy. I was like, 
<laughs> I'm still holding on to that high. That's a compliment um, coming from JLo. Right. And then she asked me to clog. Are you familiar with clogging? Of course, yeah. She asked me to clog right before my audition. So I was like, all out of breath and winded and Are you a clogger? Yeah. Oh my God, that was, is amazing. Yeah. I've always been fascinated. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers was like one of my favorite movies growing up. I don't know if you've I've ever seen, seen it. it. And there's a part where they clog and like dance in oh, there. Yeah. And I'm, I've always just loved it. It's an art. I started clogging when I was probably 10 years old and actually we formed a clogging group. We went to like nationals a few times and it was fun. I still love to do it. That's my like party trick when I get real fucked up. You know, I'm like, all right, let me cut a rug. Clear oh out, clear my out. God. We got to She has to come out on tour. I need a clog session. Oh Dude, Jay would fucking lose his mind. He would love that. That would be so awesome. So Jay Lo made me clog right before I had to sing. Anyway, I sang again, Gunpowder and Lead. That was the one they wanted me to sing. Mm-hmm. And I ended up making it. But when I like burst out the door and saw Ryan Seacrest and everything they made me do it like 10 times because I wasn't excited enough oh gosh and I was like don't you hate that like reality tv sucks Mm -hmm. um but it was a good experience I got to Hollywood I made it to like the top 300 and just getting to see all the ins and outs of the industry and everything kind of prepared me I think at a young age to, to be doing what I'm doing now We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny if you ask me nothing stinks more than when your husband dutch ovens you with a big ripe juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers except maybe body odor that's why i'm excited to tell you about lumi whole body deodorant lumi delivers outrageous 72 hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes even those private parts as a special offer new customers get 15 percent off all lumi products with our exclusive code and link use code bunny b-u-n-n-i-e at lumideodorant.com that's l-u-m-e-d-e-o-d-o-r-a-n-t.com You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. 
Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. So when did you, so have you always like written music and you said you played numerous instruments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I heard you say the mandolin. Like yeah. that's crazy. Like who just picks up the fucking mandolin? Well, I was in a bluegrass band. A lot of people don't know that. When I was um, in middle school, I actually played mandolin and was a singer for a bluegrass band. Mm-hmm. And we got to open for Ralph Stanley, like the Aww, whole thing. So bluegrass is uh, where my heart actually started. I love that yeah. so much. So when you decided to come to Nashville, how old were you? Um, I came here in 2018. I think I was 23 at the time or about to turn 23. Um, but after I graduated college, I worked for a year and a half in radio, which a lot okay. of people also don't know wow. that. I had my own radio show in, in uh, central Kentucky. It was like a drive time show. It was called Songbird Radio. And uh, I would like take requests. And I had regulars that would call in. That is my dream. It was really fun. That's my dream. Ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a, a like a DJ and just take calls and play music. It was literally all. I mean, I had some creepy old guys that would call in every day. But we ended up being friends. <laughs> and Taylor, will you play this Ted Nugent song? I'm like, it's always the hey, creepy Robert. old. <laughs> yeah, it's always the creepy old guys who show mo- the most love all Listen, the time. every day. Yeah. Hey, baby. <laughs> You know, sound like they smoked a pack of pale mills before they called in. Um, but no, it was so fun. And I moved to Nashville after a well, year and a half of doing that. What made you get into radio? Because, I mean, music has been like your life this whole time. So where how did the radio get intertwined? Well, I had actually met the owner of this radio station at one of my shows. And he had, he was running sound and doing all the audio. And he said, hey, we've got a spot. Um, we're looking to fill a three-hour drive time show um, if you want to come in and, and do that. And at that time, I didn't, I knew I always wanted to move to Nashville, but I was still living at home. I was married at the time. Right. Um, and then. You were married at the time. Yes. Okay. Um, from like, let's see, gosh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> 20, what year was that? 2015 to mm-hmm. 2019, I guess. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I went in for the interview and they're like, you're perfect. We want to have you. And it just met him through doing music. So I, I ended up doing, I love that job though. It was so fun. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. I got to control the playlists and you know, it was just like my own little world. Yeah. For like, you know, however long you did it for. Yeah. That's amazing. So let's rewind back. So are, are we allowed to talk about the marriage? Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, you went to college and were you married before you went to college or take me on that journey? So I had been dating my high school boyfriend since I was 14 mm-hmm. and we went through high school and college together and we got married after I graduated college. So we were together for like 11 years total. Um, wow. But I moved down here and um, just kind of wanted different things. You know, I, like I said, wanted to be a rock star and right. he's just really satisfied with his life in Kentucky and at home with his yeah. family and everything. So he was a small town boy, you know, he was, and it didn't work out. Got nothing but love for him, but, yeah. um, and the family, but it just, uh, was just a separation of ways. Now I'm remarried. Yeah. I'm really on number two by 28, you know, it's all right, girl. what am I doing? Listen, but, I, um, um, I've got a few under my belt too. That's it happens, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we all know about it here. We talk about it all the time. Um, okay. So your first day in Nashville, you come to Nashville. What are you doing? How are you feeling? Who are you with? paint that picture for me 
when I first came to Nashville, I started playing at Margaritaville. There oh, was nice. a contest called the Indie Music Channel Talent Show or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I went up and I auditioned for it. And I ended up getting like second place. And the manager of Margaritaville, the person that did the scheduling, was just like happened to be up there on the top floor and heard me sing. And after I got done, they offered me like a residency to Aww. keep coming to play at Margaritaville. So first moved down here, I was literally playing at Margaritaville on Broadway like every day. They knew talent when they um, saw it. Thank you. It was like, uh, you unexpected. Up. And I was just tickled to death because like that's what I always wanted to do. I've been coming to Nashville since I was young and I would walk down Broadway and just see all those bands. Mm-hmm. And just I knew that was something that I had to do. And so they offered me that, and I was just tickled to death with it. You know, I sat down in the window. I met so many people. I really got my chops up. It helped me learn how to interact with the crowd. And because, you know, if you're not interacting with the crowd, you're not getting tips. Yeah. If you're not getting tips, you're not paying the rent, you know. I feel like that's, like, like literally the best schooling that you could get, like, before you, like, actually go on tour and, like, have to deal with huge crowds and stuff like that. Like, working in the bars on Broadway especially – just probably like really showed you. Oh, and people are ruthless too. You know, it's like they're in your face screaming wagon wheel like (laughs) two hours a day. And I'm just like, okay. So eventually from there, what's your most, what was your most requested song? Wagon wheel. Lord. I thought it would be journey. Don't stop believing. I will get that one sometimes. Yeah. Um, someone paid me like a hundred bucks for free bird one time. Oh God, the longest song in America. I was like, all right, if you want all 10 minutes of it, I'll give it to you, baby. That's I mean, we can do it. But then, um, what was the other one that I would, oh, Mar- uh, Margaritaville, because I played at Margaritaville. Right, in Margaritaville. So it was like, salt, 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 <laughs> all day long. Just dealing with um, drunk people all day long, too. It's, you know, and, and there was a point where I was playing like 10 to 12 four-hour gigs a week down there, and mm-hmm. that was my full-time job. I've been blessed to never actually have to work a, a real job, as some people like to say. I've always done music, so I was really just busting my ass down there on Broadway, seven days a week and that's hard people I don't think people understand what really goes into being a musician it's not easy like yeah it's beautiful to watch from afar but all the logistics the the entire business the industry like there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that people don't get to see and that was five years ago I've had a lot of people recently like where'd you come from you just popped up all of a sudden I'm like no I've been here (laughs) I've been busting my ass and it's been you know all worth it of course yeah it's just so much goes into it before you actually start to get noticed by anyone Mm -hmm. that it's just crazy so after Margaritaville take me on that journey what happens so I eventually started playing on pretty much all the bars on Broadway Mm -hmm. you know Jason Aldean's Kila Cowboy Florida Georgia Line some of them are even closed down now. Um, but after that, obviously, I did that for a couple of years, and then COVID happened. Right. Which was horrible for musicians. Yeah. I had literally nothing to do. I was just kind of getting by. Um, my husband of now, he's a nurse, so he was an essential worker. Take me on that journey. Where did, where did you meet him, and how did you guys meet? Um, we actually met through music, too. He mm-hmm. was a drummer and tour manager for a band that I grew up really close with in Kentucky, Um, called Halfway to Hazard, and they had some success in, like, the 2000s. Mm -hmm. And so I just grew up opening for them. When they would come to Eastern Kentucky, I would go and open wherever they were at. And so I met Ben through playing with them. And then eventually when I moved to Nashville, um, we kind of reconnected um, in that way. So got together, I guess, in 2020. 
And then that was right before COVID. Mm -hmm. So then COVID hit. Oh, so you guys got to know each other really fast. So we, yeah, we really (laughs) were in close quarters, you know, for a lot of that. But when it's meant um, to be, it's meant to be, though. You know, it all ended up how it was supposed to. So Mm -hmm. he was kind of keeping me afloat while I was starting TikTok. And then that's Mm kind of where my TikTok journey started. Yeah, let's talk about TikTok because we all have all have a TikTok journey and what an amazing platform. For as toxic as that place is, it, there's so much good that comes out of it just with exposure. I mean, it it made my podcast go through the roof. So Oh, I mean, it's incredible. It's it's amazing. And it's free. Yes. Everyone can have it. Yeah. I think that's the appeal to it. But so I started back in 2020. Obviously, I had no gigs. I was cleaning Airbnbs. Um, through 2020 to try to make money. That's a regular job. Yeah. So you have had a regular yeah, job. Yeah, technically during COVID, See? I cleaned Airbnb. You could tell people yes. that. Yeah, you were a housekeeper, all right? Ooh, no. That was that was a job. Uh, <laughs> I could only imagine the shit you found. Oh, God. What can, Do you have a story Besides for me? Besides all the, like, pecker paraphernalia from <laughs> bachelorette parties. And the white boots <laughs> that got left over. everywhere. Yeah. Feathers, glitter. A lot of puke. Oh, A lot of no. um, questionable bed sheets oh i picked up a sock one time and it just stood straight up Ew! a crunchy (laughs) sock those are the worst (laughs) i've seen it all at the airbnb cleanings shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage shopify is there to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person pos system wherever and whatever you're selling shopify's got you covered shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star. Since I switched over to Shopify, my business has grown expeditiously and upped my merch game. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U S and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash bunny. From crash diets to fad diets, injections and pills, the weight loss industry is a cash machine, but it is all temporary because once you stop, most people gain the weight back plus a little extra. Imagine all that time and money and you're still left hiding your body under baggy clothes or turning the lights off when you're with your significant other because you're shy or embarrassed about your body. Well, Sonabello can help you change the way you look at yourself. In one visit, you will see the difference in your tummy, side, thighs, arms, or wherever you have stubborn fat. 
You guys know me. I let you guys know when I get stuff done. I absolutely do not see anything wrong with getting a little bit of laser lipo done. I had it done right before the Grammys and it smoothed my hips for my dress. And let me tell you, I will do it again and again and again. Schedule your free consultation and learn all about micro laser fat removal. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Sonobello is running a great special right now. Visit Sonobello dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e that's sonobello s-o-n-o-b-e-l-l-o dot com slash bunny but so Kelly. yeah i did that uh, i can't believe people are that rude <laughs> oh i could Disgusting. never leave an airbnb like that and the worst thing was it was always most of the time it was the girls like the bachelorette parties mm. that looked so nasty nasty i couldn't like, you I'm bitches are nasty that, like, i'm making up the bed at the hotel as we leave you know i'm like mm. yeah Sorry. me too i will clean before <laughs> my housekeepers come to our house every week and my husband's like what are you doing i'm like i'm cleaning what does it look like i'm doing I, it just i i will never understand it but that's I crazy saw some shit yeah i could imagine um so then after or during 2020 that's when i started TikTok. back to that um I posted like the first video I posted got like half a million views and mm -hmm. I was like oh okay it was a Fleetwood Mac cover yeah and I was like okay I'm gonna keep making these videos and then they just kept going and then eventually I posted my first original song on there and it kind of blew up and people were like release this release this so I ended up cutting it and it was the first song that ever like charted on the country charts for me CMT picked up the video so which song was this um, good I, time girl I, good time girl it's yes. an older one and so that was kind of my first introduction into that whole world and it opened up so many doors for me just mm -hmm. like meeting people and people asked me to come be on their podcast mm -hmm. or be on on this program or do this song right around and I just met so many people that were doing the same kind of thing so I mean TikTok has opened up since then so many doors I feel like what sets you apart from all the other people on TikTok and this isn't me throwing shade or talking shit this is what made me drawn to you was that you are like my husband you talk about the gritty stuff you talk about the stuff that's not beautiful and frilly and gorgeous you know like I think the bible belt has the lyrics that um drew me in were get out of these hills get get out of these hills get off these pills and pay them bills with our clothes on because that's literally what I've done my whole life as I was in the industry and this year I finally got to retire because I make more money now with my clothes on so when I heard those lyrics I was like <laughs> Oh, Lord Jesus, she wrote me a song. I was so happy. I was like, this is amazing, you know? So I think that's what kind of sets you apart from everybody else is that you're willing to talk about shit that most people don't want to talk about. And you know how hard it was to find someone to write that song with me? Because oh, I had Nashville? this idea forever. Yeah. yeah. I had taken it to several rights, and mm -hmm. everyone was like, nope, the radio will never play that. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't care if the radio picks this song. I don't care if anyone listens to this song. I want to write this song because this is something that I have grown up with mm -hmm. i've seen it was from the poorest county in the nation i mean this is what i grew up in and, yeah. and watching it's it. real and it's raw and that's what people want and that's what people need like we crave that we want to be able to relate to somebody like i relate to that entire song truly because it was my life too you know so it's like other people want that too we don't care about you know, all the, the fancy stuff. I don't want to say stuff because then it, I, it zeroes in on certain artists and stuff like that. But we we want to hear about the rough side of life because not all of us grew up privileged and were able to are able to like sing about that. And I think that's you brought that up. That's either why people love me or hate me is because I do not like tiptoe that line. I'm all the I'm all or nothing. Like, yeah. I don't care to talk about it. And people were so up in arms because I said this song was about a hooker. 
Yeah. And they were just, everyone just came and attacked me and, you know, it just. Everybody was tagging me in it. <laughs> they were like, "Bunny, you got to listen to this song. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. The hooker has arrived. Um, So let's go back to the first one that you dropped. You said Good Girl Gone. Good Time Girl. Good Good Time Girl. Um, That one charted as soon as you dropped it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Because most people dropped, can't. Yeah. Yeah. Most people can't achieve that. It That's, got it to like 20 something, 22 or something like that. That's great. So, and that was the first, you know, thing that I dropped since I moved to Nashville I was just I was tickled to death with mm-hmm. it yeah and then from there you know I've released single after single and then I really caught up um some more speed when I released Rest in Peace mm-hmm. which was kind of my most recent viral one aside from Bible Belt mm-hmm. and of course that one is about domestic abuse which also has been kind of um controversial right in in platforms and and people just you know uh, wanting to pick it up and you know saying oh we can't deal with that that's too sensitive that's too too touchy of a subject yeah um I don't think people realize like. how and I say this all the time I how um censored Nashville is like I'm from the west coast so we're all more liberal out there I guess you could say and we you know touch on taboo subjects such as what you're talking about so when I came out here and I realized how censored everybody was I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is crazy. Like, how do people live like this? Bible Belt, baby. Yeah. No, for real. Like, it's insane. Yeah. So take me on this journey. You're just on this snowball ride of dropping. I think it said you dropped like nine. You've dropped like nine singles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of work. You're putting in work in between 2020 to now. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. it's It's been crazy. But honestly, um, I'm about to drop a full album. I've not really said that on social media yet. Yay. So first we person to know <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm dropping a full album in a couple months. And I've Do you have a really, title for it yet? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I, I have a really strong idea, but I don't want to say it just in case we change it. Right. Um, the, the lyrics do come from Bible Belt. So Aww. you'll recognize it when you see it, if we go with that one. But um, I'm going to have, I think, 10 songs on it. And it's just stuff that I've really been working hard on true things that I've been writing about and stuff that I'm pretty proud of. So I'm, I'm excited to fit it out. I'm excited for you. Are you still independent or are you signed with anybody now? So I'm signed to an independent label called LMG Records. Okay. Um, and then I am with a booking agency called um, UTA. Uh-huh. Um, oh, we know UTA. That's Leo's. Yeah. I'm okay. signed with W. W. Who am I signed WME. with? WME. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm always like, what am I doing? Who am I signed with? Um, Okay, yeah, WME, and then my husband signed with CAA. But I'm really curious about hers. We need to look into their agency. They're awesome. Love those. Sorry, Sloan, I love you. (laughs) I know. Kidding, Sloan. I'm just kidding. Hi, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, So when who came to you? Like, when did they come to you after you had started dropping these singles? Like, was it like after the third or fourth one, and they were like, finally, like, yeah, this girl has talent, and like you started getting the attention that you deserved when do you feel like that took a turn no I I didn't sign anything or really do anything like that until this year wow um so it had been a long time coming I just kept working I was completely independent up until like the beginning of this year Mm -hmm. and I'd just been like I said busting my balls like playing the gigs booking myself um we me and my husband we did a little acoustic tour all Mm -hmm. through 2022 we just went all over the eastern U.S., actually some places in the west as well, and he plays drums for me, and yeah. I sing, so we took off in my Kia Soul and just made it happen. What a wild <laughs> ride, though. That's I, That reminds me so much of Jay and I when we first got together um, 
seven years ago, I literally hopped on in a minivan with him and we just hit the road, did like 200 shows in a year. It was exhausting, but at the same time, it was the closest we ever were because it was like, you know, you are in you know, the hucklebuck with oh, each you're other. You're in the trenches when you're yeah. out like that, really. T- touring with your partner is not for the weak. It is absolutely not because you see every side of them and mm-hmm. we want to kill each other about half the time. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. It's so hard. But it, in the end, you guys are going to look back at these times when you're like fucking, you know, just superstardom. You're going to look back at these times and be like, I wish I could go back there. Like, I already kind of miss it because yeah. now we're in a tour van with a trailer mm-hmm. and we've got, you know, our band guys, our content girl merch with us. You guys are doing the damn thing. I'm really yeah. proud of you guys. It's all just happening kind of quickly and it's kind of scary, but I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, it's all good stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. So what's next? Because I see that you're, you were just were we're doing shows a couple days ago, correct? Yeah, we were just in Georgia with Corey Smith, a yeah. sold-out show. Yeah. Incredible. Um, this weekend, we go to Alabama and Georgia again. Then I think we're in Iowa with Ned Ledoux and... No, no, no. Kansas with Ned Ledoux and Iowa with like Chase Matthew and a few kid G. Aww, shout out Chase. People. We love. Oh yeah, we love, love Chase. We love kid, but we yeah. love Chase too. Yeah, totally. So when are you going to embark on like your own headlining tour? Do you think that's coming up next? So that's something I've always wanted to do. Like live music, you can ask anybody. Like that's where my heart is for sure. Like I love just the energy from being on stage and the crowd and everything. So we're really trying to build like this act that can 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 be a headline and act you know mm-hmm. and and I've already been doing kind of that in a way where you know in the eastern part of the U.S. but we're looking into expanding it yeah and so I think over the next definitely next year um this year we're doing a lot of opening stuff so I'm mm-hmm. very excited about that but I think next year we can expect a little bit of headline and action maybe I can drop your name in daddy's ear and we can get you to, on <laughs> oh, the next nice. tour <laughs> we literally head out on a fucking four-month tour on Thursday and I'm just like it's my first time having my own tour, but tier, I did it. She says tier all the time. And I, I, it's my first time having my first tour bus. Tour, I don't know why yeah. I said tour. <laughs> sure. It's because I'm always making fun of her. <laughs> um, and I'm nervous because I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I saw your bus on Insta. That Aww. is the cutest thing ever. Thank you. Did I, you design it? I'm sure you did. Yeah, I have yeah. to come with a razzle dazzle. <laughs> Listen, if I'm going to be locked in something, it's got to be, you know, it's got to have bunny written all I over it. I love it. it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So what's next for you? Like, you know, if you could look ahead to 2024, what do you want to accomplish? Like I said, definitely a headlining tour. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to get over into Europe because yeah. I have a huge fan base over there. I just found out that Bible Belt is still like number three in Switzerland, which wow. is crazy to me. So I have so many fans over there. We're really hoping to get overseas next year, obviously put out more music um, and just keep on with the, the live stuff. It's, it's, my, it's my goal. Yeah. So... You brought your guitar here, correct? I did. Can you, is it, can we do a live thing of, I didn't even tell Mimi we were going to do this. But Sorry. Would you, would you feel okay doing a live performance of Bible Belt yeah. so that the listeners can hear yes, it? Yes, I am. All right, I'm excited. She's a star, you guys. Like, she really is. She has star quality. It's crazy. I've called it every time to my husband, too. Like, normally, I'm, are we recording? Oh, sorry, because <laughs> I'm twisting over here. I've told every time I've told my husband this person's going to make it, they always do. But technically, my husband came to me, so I have to give him the credit. <laughs> but I want to take the credit for you it. Take it. Like the wife, you know, I have to always just take the credit. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? 
Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. All right, you guys, she's going to sing Bible Belt for us, and I am so excited. My butthole is puckered right now. You guys have no idea. I'm just going to stare in awe. So here we go. Lipstick on a map, cold coffee cup Backseat watching mama get all dolled up Counting change, sitting at the pump Till the sun comes up, she'll be handing out love Too young to stay by myself at home Old enough to know what's going on Sleeping with somebody new Just doing what she's gotta do And I hope that he's a nice man And one day we can Get out of these hills, get off of these pills And pay them bills with all our clothes on And one day I won't feel wrong Born into this fire, don't want to die here I just want someone to see me No, I didn't choose my family Everybody's talking, everybody's watching The whole town's going straight to hell Everybody's talking, everybody's watching Put another notch in the Bible Bell Mama kept her men written in a book Sometimes I'd sit and thumb it through See the mayor, my preacher, my teachers At any hour of the night they could reach her Police came and tried to take me Mama cried she needed her baby It's like heaven's door is shut It's so corrupt Our prayer's enough To get out of these hills Get off of these pills And pay them bills with all our clothes on And one day I won't feel wrong Everybody's talking, everybody's watching The whole town's going straight to 
advice, talking, here's the advice, watch it. Put another notch in the Bible Bell. Do you make her sing you to sleep at night? Because I would. <laughs> I totally would. You are so good, Mama. I just, I love it. You have so much conviction in your voice when you sing, too. Just makes me, like, invoke so many emotions. I just want to, like, start bawling over here. No. Just rocking back and forth. <laughs> All the trauma I've had as a child just comes up. Um, I think it's amazing what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. And I cannot wait to see what the future holds for you. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Why don't you tell people where they can find you? I'm Taylor Austin Die everywhere. Try to keep it simple. Die with a Y, not with an I. Spotify, iTunes, Taylor Austin Die, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Farmers Only, Christian Mingle, whatever y'all <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for coming on. You got to promise me you're going to come back next year because I want to see where you're Absolutely. at next year. I'll be right here. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Dumb Blonde. I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.